Hello, my practical people. Welcome back to another episode of The Practical Therapist. Today, I will begin a new series titled Series on Dysphagia. And during this series, I will be discussing dysphagia in more detail. Now, the reason I decided to do this series is based upon the popularity and engagement with the previous series that I recorded titled Feeding Disorders and Understanding the Bedside Swallow Evaluation. So apparently a lot of my listeners out there really did not know a lot about swallowing disorders, and I'm glad that I was able to create a series that educated a lot of people. So based on the, again, popularity of that particular series, and the number of plays, I guess a lot of people wanted information and needed that information on um, what swallowing disorders and feeding disorders entail and what a bedside swallow evaluation would look like, especially in the home. And so because of that, I decided to backtrack a little bit and talk about the actual root cause of all of that, which is dysphagia, which is the medical term for a swallowing problem or swallowing disorder. So let's go ahead and get started talking about dysphagia. So dysphagia is generally defined as difficulty swallowing food and or liquids. And dysphagia can be cognitive, meaning it's present at birth or acquired, meaning the result of injury or damage to the nerves and muscles that control eating, chewing, and swallowing. Now, some of the first indications of dysphagia, especially in a young child, may be problems such as latching onto a nipple or bottle, refusal of food or refusal to eat in general, acid reflux, and recurrent bouts of pneumonia. In extremely severe cases, children are put on a G-tube or other type of tube to minimize the development of pneumonia while still allowing the child to access nutrition by passing the oral structures such as the mouth or additional structures that are involved in the process of swallowing such as the esophagus and delivering nutrition directly to the stomach. Now, For this next section of the podcast, I'm going to talk about some of the different instrumental assessments that SLPs can utilize in order to either rule out or confirm the presence of suspected dysphagia. Now, I did cover these two different instrumental assessments in more detail in my series titled uh, Feeding Disorders. So again, definitely check that particular series out. I think it will help tie in information that I am presenting in this new series on dysphagia. And plus, you should check it out anyway. It's got a lot of great information. But anyway, I'm going to cover just a little bit of the instrumental assessments that are used to, again, either confirm or rule out dysphagia. But again, um, the other series gives more detailed information about these two particular assessments. So, so the first one is a modified barium swallow study. And oftentimes we will abbreviate it as MBSS, M as in Michael, B as in boy, S as in sna- Sam, S as in snake, MBSS. And so an MBSS pretty much is a instrumental assessment that a speech language pathologist can watch in live or in real time as a patient is fed various food textures and liquids and see the process of the swallow via x-ray due to barium that is put in the food and liquid substance. That's where the term modified barium swallow study comes from. And the second instrument that speech language pathologists can use 
goodness, I want to see if I need to do speech therapy on myself today. Excuse me, guys. So the second, the second instrumental assessment, let me slow down a little bit, that SLPs can use is called the fiber optic endoscopic evaluation of swallowing. Try to say that five times fast, but I'm going to say it again a lot more slowly. Okay, fiber optic endoscopic evaluation of swallowing, also known as the FEES, F-E-E-S, F as in Frank, E as in egg, E as in Evelyn, and S as in Sam. And this particular instrument gives a superior view, so you would be looking down from above into the patient's throat through the use of a camera, and it gives you a nice view into the patient's airway starting at the base or back of the tongue. So back of the throat leading into the airway. And so SLPs can use either assessment to determine whether a patient has dysphagia. Now dysphagia is a very, very serious illness because it can cause a person to develop what is known as aspiration pneumonia. And aspiration pneumonia is generally referred to as fluid buildup in the lungs over time due to food and liquid entering the airway when a person swallows. And again, if aspiration pneumonia is not detected early and treated, it can lead to illness and possible death. This concludes another episode of The Practical Therapist. If you like its content, make sure to subscribe to me on Anchor, Spotify, Overcast, CastBox, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and many others. Also, make sure to switch on your notifications so that you are informed when I drop new episodes. Again, thanks for listening, and I'll talk to you guys soon. Stay safe and be blessed.